Welcome to Five Stat in Five Minutes. Uh, this is our quick podcast. We're going to give you a rundown of what we wrote about this week in Five Stat Monday. Um, so we'll kick it off really fast. The first, the first point is deal activity fell off a cliff in May. Um, sales were down 81% in May from the prior year. So everything you're experiencing, not seeing enough deals on market, you know, a lot of groups on the sidelines uh, definitely started to show up in the data. Uh, we're starting to see things pick back up anecdotally. Getting uh, new deals signed up, people are finding them off market, but uh, I will caveat that by saying it's mainly private buyers or buyers with discretionary funds. Uh, so not you know not a lot of groups with JV equity partners uh, quite yet. Is that your your take, Annie? I don't really. I still haven't seen a lot of people anxious to hop on planes and go do due diligence on a deal before they go to investment committee. Yeah, it definitely seems really divided just based off a lot of the folks that we're talking to. I'd say the majority of uh, people are anxious to buy deals again, but they're not they're not ready to get on a plane, especially with planes starting to be back to full capacity and the middle seats aren't op- are, are no longer um, empty. So that's going to increase the concern for travel. And I mean, we frankly have a number of clients who have a no travel policy that's in place and will be in place for the foreseeable future. It's hard to get an equity partner when when they can't go and physically visit the property. So we'll we'll, we'll keep you posted as we see you know volume, whether it increases or decreases based on what's going on. Um, the second section uh, this, I wrote about the smartest economist I know. Uh, this is a longtime friend of mine. He's a PhD, uh, holds a position I can't actually talk about, but. Um, provided some great insight on what's going on with the CARES Act, what's going on with the Fed, and you know how they view COVID affecting the economy over six to twelve months. So definitely check out that section. Yeah. So who who is this mystery economist? Uh, I honestly, I honestly can't have to keep his identity secret. Ooh. Protect the innocent. Um, All right. All right. But it allows me to get candid information, and I think I think the key part about. Uh, what's going to happen next is that the CARES Act will likely get extended. Um, the Republicans, led by McConnell, thought that, you know, or at least hoped that the reopening would go well, that the economy would spring back. You, know, you do see job numbers kind of tick up, but you know, with the you know, with the increased numbers of cases, hospitals filling up in a number of large states, they're likely going to have to extend some of these benefits uh, in the near future, um, especially during an election year. Um, and I think I think the Senate Republicans are going to be more motivated than the House Democrats in that regard. So we'll, we'll we'll see what shakes out there. And another key component, which no one knows, is will will the foreclosure moratorium or the eviction moratorium, I should say, um, will those will that continue as well if this bill gets extended? So we'll keep you posted there. Um, all right. In the next section, uh, the chart of the week, uh, just showing that after. Rents nationally had kind of declined in April and May. Uh, they'd started to tick back up, uh, according to this analysis by RealPage. And you know they're not they're not going up by a whole lot, by like eight basis points, but they seems to have leveled out, and you're not seeing as much of a decline. Um, and so it varies market by market, but there's good data in there. Um, I highly recommend checking out uh, that graph in that section for more detail. Um, and then the next 
the next uh, thing we write about is that Freddie and Fanny took their next step in getting out of uh, government receivership and going back into the private market. And they've picked their investment bankers to do so. Uh, so Freddie picked JP Morgan Chase and Fanny picked Morgan Stanley. And this is a big, big step, uh, something Mark Calabria, the head of the FHFA, along with the Trump administration, has been a big priority uh, to finally get these uh, entities out of receivership. And, and one question that we get probably most often when it comes to this discussion is how is it going to impact the client or the borrower? Is it going to have a positive or negative uh, impact on, on how they're borrowing? So we probably are answering that question uh, I'd say every time this comes up. Right. And, and, and you know, they're, they're always going to say it's going to have a positive outcome. And I think it will mainly just because they won't be regulated. There's not going to be that artificial cap. Um, there'll be a cost to, you know, some sort of cost to the government guarantee, which will, you know, which may or may not limit the volume they could do, but there's not going to be a, you know, hard cap that they'll have to manage to year in, you know, year in and year out, which has been a problem historically. So, um, you know, that's, that's moving forward. It may take two years, it may take four years, it may change with a new administration. Um, you know, we'll see, but that's, uh, that was a big step that they took in, in terms of picking those bankers. Um, and then the final section, you know, we, obviously COVID's very much back in the news. Everyone's talking about the increased cases and you know, new, new shutdowns, restrictions that are going on um, state to state, county by county. Um, but we wanted to back up and share a little story. I remember it actually from high school and pulled up a few articles about at the turn of the century, um, spitting was uh, just a, a norm in society. People would spit all the time everywhere. And it you know, was seen as something very normal um, until TB became a big thing. Tuberculosis um, was killing, I think, one in seven people in the US and Europe. And they really had to change the hygiene standards um, as a society. And a big push was an anti-spitting campaign. And I think it relates a lot to like how people view you know, wearing a mask nowadays, you know, if you, if you go to Japan, people will like, honestly, if they have a cold, they'll put on a mask because they don't want to give other people a cold. It's seen as a polite thing to do, much like covering your mouth when you sneeze um, or, you know, not clipping your nails at the office and that sort of thing. So and I know you, I know you appreciated this section um, being a stickler for those things yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not going to miss the individuals in the office used to do their early morning clippings. So um, I, I, I thought this section was actually really interesting and I got a little bit of a kick out of it. So um, realistically, I, I agree though. I think that wearing masks will be the new norm and it'll be a sign of respect for those you're around. And I think shaking hands might be the next to go. I think sh shaking hands may be rare, uh, at least in the near future, but yeah, things change over time. In fact, you know, I, I recommend clicking the link in this section, reading the article, um, but you know, there were actually protests over, you know, the taking away the right to spit. And, you know, they they do protests where they'd go out, I guess they'd spit a lot. <laughs> so um, old habits die hard, but I think, uh, you know, as there's more people on this planet, you know, the, the, these certain norms do have to have to change and adapt and evolve. Absolutely. All right. Well, I appreciate it, everyone. Um, hopefully this helps, gives you another way to get this information. Um, if you can't read the thousand words in the email, but as always, you can check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and 
and um, sign up for our newsletter at fivestepmonday.com. Thanks a lot and have a great holiday weekend. Have a great 4th of July. Thanks guys, stay safe.